gonna get Welcome to the next episode of Two Brothers, One Dad, Dead. This episode is going to be about the times that through my ineptitude or laziness, I've gotten my little brother, J-Bear, arrested. Is that a pretty good uh, summation? I would say so, arrested or... um publicly humiliated. humiliated by beyond belief yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean kind of the same thing right kind of, yeah actually, <laughs> <laughs> more or less <laughs> kind of let let out in handcuffs at like 13 or 14 or you know the object of public derision in the public library yeah pretty much the same thing well they were handcuffs on my heart josh <laughs> handcuffs <laughs> on your heart yeah that's that's true um and actually uh there's been enough of these little incidents uh, where I've writ- I've started a little series or I've kind of sketched out a series of short stories called Sorry, Jesse. So this could be the Sorry, Jesse episode. So you well, want to talk be- about... Yeah, go ahead. Well, just another Sorry, Jesse. Weren't you actually going to call it Sorry, Jess, which you know I hate that name? That's true. Yes, yeah. I was. Yes. Yeah. So, but then that would be like one last thing to say sorry for. <laughs> You're kind of saying funny sorry that, for it in the title, but not really. It, isn't it funny that in my act of penance, like I call, I keep causing offense. Oh yeah, that wasn't lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so should we take them in chronological order? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the first one was the can of Coke. Why don't Why don't you? I mean, you're the person who deserves a voice here. So why don't you tell us what happened? And I'll I'll jump in just to keep you honest. Well, I was around ten. We were living in Cleveland with our mom, and um, we were like very into shoplifting at the time. Which, <laughs> sure, we had it. We had put like it mildly. <laughs> we had a little shoplifting club called the Thieves Guild. Yes, as an homage to our um, Dungeon and Dragons. Yeah, obsession, and we, right? Yeah, and we would use it was it was just a three person club, you, me, and, and Don. But we would like scope we you know because we played Dungeons and Dragons a lot, and also we were pretty broke and li- we're living in a pretty nice suburb. So you know, to us it was like, well, if we can't afford stuff, why not just take it, right? Like, right, um, steal from had, the rich and give them to us, the poor. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> we're kind of, we're kind of Robin Hooding, Robin Hooding ourselves, right? <laughs> Dude, we were like, you know, juvenile Robin Hoods of our neighborhood, kind of. When you think about it, when you think about it, yeah, yeah. And anyway, um, well, and then we were so, the thieves guild. We were so into shoplifting like it wasn't just like something we did it was you know we would um that little graph paper that we would use to write mm-hmm. like, you know to sketch out dungeons for our D, <laughs> we would actually um, um scope out the local convenience stores and bookstores and all the places where we like to rip off stuff and figure out where their blind spots were because they don't back then they only had mirrors they didn't have those little cameras so we'd be like oh okay here's a blind spot there's a blind spot so anyway so so that's the thieves guild and i remember it was a like a maybe a spring or a fall but it wasn't like a especially cool or especially hot day and i think mom was working or mom was gone it was a saturday right you were 10 so i must have been like 12 ish right and 
then I, I really got it in my, I love Coca-Cola. I got it in my head that I wanted a Coke. Yeah. So me being the dutiful little brother who looked up to you, <laughs> I thought, you know, I don't remember if you explicitly told me to steal a Coke, but I just kind of knew like what needed to be done because no, we I'm didn't pretty, have money. I'm pretty sure I was like, dude, will you go steal me a Coke? Yeah. And so You're I like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't even think of it. I was like, dude, sounds fun. So I went down to like the local 7-Eleven. You know, I was kind of casing the place and walking around and I saw your Coke and, um, you know. I'm so happy that you kind of just saw a Coke and were like, that's Josh's Coke right there. That belongs to him. Basically, it had your name on it. Um, so I saw it. And, you know, kind of like we just talked about, we stole a lot, but this time I was really nervous and maybe that was part of the problem, but I was like feeling like a little bit extra paranoid. So I took it, put it in my pocket. And then all of a sudden on the radio that, um, do you remember that Mike and the Mechanics song, All I Need Is a Miracle? Yes. <laughs> that came on. I was like, oh shit, like, I really do need a miracle. I saw that as like a sign that I was going to get caught or something. I don't because know if I told you that. The, well, because, oh no, I didn't know that part. But yeah. you also said that the, you know, it was like a 7-Eleven you didn't really know. Right. And the guy was like a younger dude and he kind of, and you, you know, you had on a flannel shirt and he kind of had your number. He was like watching you pretty closely. Yeah. When I think about it, you have to be kind of jaded to be like watching a 10-year-old kid, right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But so I took it and I leave and I thought I got away with it. And I remember being on a bike. I don't know. Yeah, you were. I was biking. I started biking away and he ran out of there chasing me. He's like, hey, you stop. I just kept going down the sidewalk and there was like a bystander who at first was like thinking this guy was trying to hurt me or abduct me or something. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, that kid stole stole something, stole a Coke. And I don't remember exactly how I stopped, but I did. And I went back to him and, you know, he checked my pocket. He found it. And I thought he was just going to let me go. Yeah. You know, I think I even said something like, oh, this is for my brother. I don't have the money. Sometimes <laughs> naively thinking that would get me off the hook. Yeah. And he's like, no, man, I'm going to call the cops. And I thought he was joking, dude. But like he held me in the store. And sure enough, a cop car came. It was really scary. Like he was, yeah. the, the cop was like lecturing me. And, and then the cop was like, yeah, we're going to have to take you down to the station. You're like, wow, that escalated quickly. Like, yeah, that's some hardened criminal shit. Yeah. So then what happened? Well, so did he actually cuff you? No, he didn't cuff me. Okay. But he put me in the back of the car. And I was kind of thinking on the ride, like, wow, man, this is kind of cool in a way. Yeah. And because, you know, it was like by Rocky River, so I was like a dumb little kid would, kind of just enjoying the ride and the trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. Gets me to the station, puts me like in one of those big conference rooms like you see on TV shows or movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, why did you do this? We know you did it. Da, 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 da. And then another cop came in. And looking back, I think they were just trying to scare me. Like, I don't think they really, like, cared that much about it. 
like yeah, like were they acting like tough like yelling at you a little not, bit or like raising their voices not like yelling yelling okay what did they think they were gonna get like did they think they were gonna like uncover an international crime <laughs> ring there's a, it's a 10 year old kid who stole a coke you know what i mean i think they were just trying to put okay, the fear call, of god in me let's call on the fbi this is yeah this is a little fish in a much bigger pond you know what i mean like so then what happened so then I remember I gave them whatever number I had for mom at the time. Well, and it was uh, Don's number because we didn't have a phone. Right. And so as I remember it, Mrs. McDonald came down mm-hmm. with Don and you, right? With Don and mom. Don and I'll mom. Tell, I'll tell you what, what happened from my side when you're done with your side. Okay. And they got me out and mom was, you know, Mrs. McDonald was kind of like sympathetic and like, oh, are you okay? Da, 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 da. Mom was just really mad and like, we're going to talk about this when we get home. How could you do this? And again, kind of like, like you just said, you know, it's just a Coke. Right. She was like, seemed like a little bit too upset. And so then I go home and I see you and you're like, I can tell you feel bad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. And, but then the kicker was mom told me that my punishment was going to be her and you going to the mall yeah. while she left the Bible with me and told me I had to read it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which was just so ridiculous because as soon as you guys, were, like, <laughs> I skimmed through it and like read like a couple sentences and I tried to memorize them and I was like, all right, I'll just like recite, recite these sentences. Or she's like, yeah, I read it, mom. Like Isaac begat. Abraham, right. Abraham begat. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I totally internalized it, mom. And in the end, it was good. <laughs> I will scholar, her, mom. <laughs> yeah. But it was just laughable, dude. Like, I was kind of just cracking up for a while after you guys left. Yeah, and I remember from... Well, from my perspective, I, cause actually you did write, you were riding a bike because I think I had said like, Hey dude, if you boost me a Coke, I'll let you ride my bicycle. And you're like, cool. Because remember I had that cool kind of like Stu Huffy black and white, a kick-ass bike. Mm-hmm. And Probably so that was like, stolen. no, actually that was, that was purchased from children's palace. Oh. I actually remember the day we got that because we bought it and because you can't really take a bike on the bus or we didn't want to or whatever. Mom took a taxi ride home and then she, she, it was actually a female taxi driver. And then mom got it in her head that maybe she would be a taxi driver for a while. <laughs> so. Dude, I was just busting your chops. About what? Well, oh yeah, I, I, know, I'm just kidding. Like, I know. I'm just kidding. But still it was, it's a very like that. So anyway, so I, so I was like, I was reading a book and that's why I didn't want to just go steal it myself. You know, you didn't seem to be doing anything in particular. So I was like, oh, dude, you want to grip me off a Coke? I'll let you borrow my bike and you can like have it even afterwards. Because I I think I was reading like Last of the Mohicans or My Side of the Mountain or one of those like outdoor adventure-y, survival-y type books that I loved. Mm -hmm. And then so you're like, okay, cool. And I remember you wore a um, black and red kind of plaid. like, you know, what like Kurt Cobain would have worn like 10 years later for sure. Cause it was 84, 85 when this happened. Probably like 85, um, yeah. and, um, 
you took off on my bike and then I was just sitting there reading and then I kind of lost track of time and, I, and it, it was like at 11 or something like that. So I thought you would be back by like noonish. And then when you didn't show up by two, I started getting a little worried like, hmm, what's going on? It shouldn't take three hours to steal a Coke. Then there was a knock at the door and my blood went cold. I was like, oh man, it's the cops. They found out about the Thieves Guild. They're coming for me. And it was Mrs. McDonald at the door and she was there with Don and Don was like just smiling and then Mrs. McDonald like mom had come back by this time I think and then she's like oh the the Rocky River police have Jesse for shoplifting and we need to go pick him up and since they don't have you know since then basically like they called me um and I was like oh my gosh and I remember mom was like super grateful um, and I feel like mom still wasn't at the house. I feel like Mrs. McDonald had to go pick her up from work or something. So then they were, you know, they went to go get you. I stayed at the house and dude, I was like, my blood ran cold. Like, cause I was like, oh man, is he going to spill on the thieves guild? And I was even thinking of like burning up our maps and getting rid of all the evidence and all this stuff. Cause I thought like, oh man, this is it. This is like the big bust. And then when you guys came back and you're just like, Hey dude. And I was like, I, you know, I thought you, I thought like basically you're going to come back with a SWAT team or something. I, you know, I was like super scared. I mean, I'm still only 12 years old or something, but then, and then Don was laughing. He's like, yeah, Jesse seemed to just like, think it was just like a little walk in the park. I mean, dude, in a way I was like, so proud of you. I was like, man, like he didn't like, he didn't like crack and tell him everything. And you, like, I remember I was super impressed cause you like, you know, you just like kept your mouth shut and smiled and was like, no, I just wanted to coke. That's all, you know, and, mm-hmm. and some, and, and then like, I guess the cops had even put like my bike in there, like basically everything came back, everything was normal. And then your punishment, quote unquote, because I mean, it was really, <laughs> I was instigated. So, you know, after all this, I get my bike back. I don't get my Coke, but still then mom takes me to the mall for like three or four hours. And <laughs> so like, not only did I get off scot-free, I actually benefited. So... After your punishment, did you feel like you learned, you know, your punishment? Did you feel like you learned your lesson? Not really. I mean, you know, in <laughs> I'm a kidding. Sort of way, yeah, you got rewarded. Yeah, it probably emboldened me, to be honest. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and like I said, I had a lot of respect for you. I was like, man, this dude, not, not, not like I thought you were a hardened criminal or anything, but I was like, dang, this guy can like, you know, just shut up and sit there in a police interrogation room and not tell him a thing. And I was, I was pretty impressed with you, honestly. Yeah. I think cause like in my head, like even though they were trying to like, kind of like yell at me a little bit, I kind of knew that it wasn't really serious. You know what I mean? Right. I knew like, okay, what are they going to do for kind of like you said, what are they going to do for a can of Coke? Exactly. Here, one second. Leo's in the room. I've got to get him out before sure. we keep going. Sure. Hey, Leo, buddy. Toy. Okay, but then get out, please, honey, and shut the door because this camera's, this uh, microphone's super sensitive and can pick up everything. Okay, shut the door behind you. Sorry, dude, because I don't want him here more than, more than the microphone. I don't want him hearing the stories of, you know, no, of his course. daddy sending his big brother his little brother off on like thieving missions and then feeling emboldened. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that was, yeah, and so mom took me to that, whatever that, the Westgate shopping center, that mall that we, that we loved. Mm-hmm. We, you know, she's like, oh, what got into your brother, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I don't know, mom. Like, hopefully reading that Bible will be good for him or something like that. <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. Well, what am I going to say? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. And then I, uh, and then that was it. And and then I was just like, okay, cool. No, nothing happened and we're all good. And so it didn't really, you know, didn't, you know, ain't nothing going to break my stride when it comes to thieving, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember Don kind of like, kind of like grinning, like you were saying. I thought that was really funny too. Yeah. I mean, he thought it was hilarious the yeah. way you were just like. Like, like it was a day at the beach or whatever. Yeah, he even said something like, you asked, like, oh, are there cameras in here? And, like, you were just kind of like, that's probably why the cops were mad, because you weren't, like, you weren't, you know, they were probably expecting you to be bawling. Did you cry at all? Not that I remember, no. Yeah, I mean, his attitude is you just kind of thought this was all one big joke. <laughs> that's what he said. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was even like, Don, do you think he said anything about the thieves guild? He's like, no. He was, like, asking the cops, like, just, like, oh, are there any cameras in here? And like, are you guys going to put me in jail? And like, how long, you know, just like, kind of like, I don't care. Whatever. Am I going to jail? <laughs> kind of like a G. That, it's like a total G, like total an OG. G. Yeah. So then the second time that you got in cuffs because of me was, and we could go off on the Thieves Guild, but let's maybe save that for another episode because there's a lot that happened there that's a little bit, you know, semi-tangential to this. Yeah. So the second time was I had dropped out of high school. I was working for Baskin Robbins full time. I got my check like 96 bucks a week or something like that because Arizona in 1988, minimum wage was, I don't know, 225, maybe 325. It was very low. So I had a check and of course I didn't have a bank account. So I was like, hey, dude, can you go down to the check cashing place and, and cash this for me and I'll just give you my ID and if they call or anything, I'll just like, you know, imitate that. I, so you actually, you tell me what, what happened from your perspective. I just know that I had a check that needed cashing. Again, was like too lazy to just go do it myself. <laughs> Didn't think it would be a big deal and just thought it would be easier just to be like, oh, just say you're me. They don't care. Whatever. So what yeah. happened from your perspective? Yeah, you you were doing something and you told me that you had a check that needed to be cashed. And I feel like you offered me like five or ten bucks. Yeah, I think so. At probably five, knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I thought it was a great idea. You know, I didn't see any harm. So I went to the check cashing place, gave it to them. They took it and... I remember, I don't remember, like, if they asked to call, like, quote, unquote, my dad or you. Mm -hmm. I just remember, like, a little time goes past and there are these cops come up, start asking me questions, and they get it out of me that I'm not you. Mm -hmm. And this time they did cuff me. Yeah. Yeah, so they cuffed me, and, like, it was definitely more serious than the coke thing because, like, in my head, I didn't know if this was going to be straightened out or if they'd be able to contact you or, like, even if they did, would it matter? Were you pretty scared? Yeah. 
because I know that they took you out. Did, did they put you in the curse? They cuffed you. They, I know they took you outside. Mm-hmm. And then did they put you in the car or what? Do you remember what happened next? Because I, I, I know what happened next. I'm just curious if you remember it. I don't. Okay. So from my perspective, you go off on this mission. I didn't think it'd be a big deal. I think, again, I let you borrow my bike and it was that um, that kind of beach cruiser. I had, Somehow mm-hmm. I got my hands on like a red beach cruiser. Do you remember that thing? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sitting there waiting and I'm kind of like hanging out by the phone because I'm expecting like maybe the check cashing place will call me. And I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea. So I'm like, no, I think I just turned 16, 15, 16. And for some reason I got into my head that I should answer the phone in like a foreign accent. So the phone finally rings. I think it's a check cashing place. I'm like, hello, this is Bill Chris. How can I help you? You know, like as if why, why the hell would dad speak a, in a foreign accent? Uh, so anyways, and then there was like this moment of like stunned silence. And my boss at Baskin Robbins, Mike, who was like a former Marine, he'd been to Vietnam. He, I think he kind of hated my guts because I, I was always a little bit late. I was always like switching shifts with other dudes. I was always, um, I don't know, just, you know, I was always wearing basically the same stinky Led Zeppelin t-shirt pretty much every day. Um, you know, there'd be times I was up all night, like quote unquote partying and would like go into work, like totally wired and totally like obvious. I'd been up for two, three, four five, you know, never five, but two or three days. So there's a moment of stunned silence on the other end of the phone. And he's like, who the fuck is this? And I was like, Josh, is that you? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 hey, Mike, how are you? You know, just kind of like trying to play it off. And he's like, hey, I got a call from the check cashing place. Somebody must have found your check because they called me to verify, to ask what you looked like. And they said some other guy was there. And I was like, oh, oh, no, that's my brother. And he's like, well, you better get down there. And he was just like, he, I mean, I don't blame him. Like, now that I have kids and now that I see like some of the dumb stuff that kids, you know, teenagers do, I would have been mad as well. So I remember I, 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 so I, I beat, it was like a good mile, mile and a half away, the check cashing place. And I feel like I hopped on a bike or walked real fast over there. And, and I think the check cashing place called me in the meantime, meantime. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. That's my little brother. I asked him to do it. I thought it, I didn't think it'd be a big deal. And you know, of course he's like, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Impersonating somebody is a felony when you're trying to cash a check. It's like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be right down. She's like, okay. So I show up and I just remember there's these two big cops, like on either side of you, you're kind of, um, you know, in the middle of them, just looking like really small. I think this is the one I, no, I felt bad about all of them, but in different ways. And I just felt really bad. Like, Oh no. Cause I, cause here's the thing, like the Coke. Yes. I knew there was a risk, but this, I honestly didn't think it would be a big deal. It's like, you know, an 86, $96 check. They call, it's my brother. No big deal. He's just cash. And, and honestly, if we just would have said from the very beginning, like, Hey, I'm cashing this check for my brother, Josh, you can call him at this number. I'm his brother. Here's my, here's my ID, blah, blah, blah. They put him in. Okay, cool. Fine. Or they might've even like called and said, Oh, okay. Hey, somebody's trying to cash your check. Like, Oh yeah, I asked him to. So Mm -hmm. I don't know why I had to make it so (laughs) complicated, but I mean, that's what kids do. I mean, teenagers do, they just do dumb stuff when 
you know, you don't need to do dumb stuff. Yeah, when doing it the easy way actually would have been just fine. So then I talked to the cops and they like kind of lectured me and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, and I feel like they even said like, you know, next time you can just, you know, you can just sign your name and um, anybody can cash a check, you know, whatever. You can sign mm-hmm. it over to him or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I felt super bad, dude, because I really didn't think it'd be a big deal. And then I remember we went home and I feel like I felt bad enough. So I did, I think I cashed the check finally right then and there. And I think, didn't I buy you a tub of ice cream or did I give you five or 10 bucks? Do you remember? Cause I knew I wanted to do something to make it right. I think it was ice cream. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got you some ice cream. I think yeah. you really liked, um, like this, like butterscotch, like vanilla butterscotch flavor, but I, I don't remember. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't think, did dad ever find out? I don't think dad ever knew that happened. Did he? I was going to ask you, I don't remember him finding out. I don't think he did. No. But now, the third time, do you want to talk about what happened? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time like at the art museums and libraries back then. Yeah, because the the museum and library were in the same building, right mm-hmm. at Central and McDowell, right? We lived up at 12th and McDowell. So it was like three quarters of a mile walk to the Central Library, right? Right. And they weren't like in the same building technically, but like the same little okay. like area, plaza. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so like I would go to the library all the time, and I knew the people really well. And right, all the librarians, all the librarians, both of us by name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because we had gone there so much, and I remember it was on a weekday night after school. Sometime it was dark. I don't remember, like probably fall or something. And I was I picked out some CDs and books that I was going to check out. And I took them to the desk and of all the people that I was, you know, kind of friendly with there, my favorite person is kind of young ish, attractive lady. Was it that young Hispanic lady? I think. No, it was a young blonde lady. I don't know if you know her, but I don't know. She was kind of new. Okay. But of all the people, she was the one to check me out. You know, I go in my wallet to get my card and a condom falls out on the desk. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how that got there. And like her her jaw just kind of dropped and she's like, oh, oh, it's okay. You might want to put that back. But dude, that was like, my God, like she told me later, like she never seen somebody turn so red. Oh, really? Did she tell you that later? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you like go again and did she say something like, how did that come up? I'm just curious. You're like, Hey, remember that time I dropped, there was a big line of people behind me and I took out my library card and a condom dropped right on the counter. Do you remember how, well, how it I remember came like again? the next time I saw her, I tried to be like, Oh yeah, sorry about that, by the way. And she's just like, Oh no, it's okay. And then she told me like how it, she knew I was like so embarrassed. Yeah. So I think you had, so go ahead. No, dude, that was it. And just, I walked home and, um, just feeling like humiliated handcuffs around my heart (laughs) (laughs) and I got home and you know dad was just hanging out watching TV in his underwear no shirt and as usual yeah the Simpsons probably probably yeah and um I got home and like he noticed I was being like extra quiet and finally he's like son are you okay did something happen or something like that he was like trying to find out if I was okay and I was like yeah dad I went to the library and um a condom fell out of my wallet and I think Josh put it there 
and he's just like, oh, son, that's that's not right. He's like, your brother. Yeah, he, he was. And then I knew like it wasn't just me because I had seen like how kind of serious he was taking it. And didn't he give you a lecture? Yes. So this whole thing started off when you, because I believe you had just started high school or how old? Did you just turn 14 or 15 or something? Probably like 15, yeah. And I remember I was like, Right around your 15th birthday, I was like, okay, dude, here's here's a little present for you. And I gave you a condom. I was like, just keep this in your wallet at all times. You're like, no, dude. Like, I don't need that. And I was like, dude, you never know, man. Like, there's a lot of horny housewives in this neighborhood. <laughs> I said, you know, you could be walking down the street. Some lady's on her front porch. She sees this young stud walking by, just, you know, whistling in the wind. And she's like, oh, can you help me move my refrigerator? And next thing you no, like there you are, like going to Pound Town, and you're like, oh no, dude, don't don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, let me let me inform you of the ways of the world, man. Like you're the age where stuff can happen, so just keep a condom. You don't want to be a dad at a young age. I mean, so that's the thing. Like I wasn't doing it to humiliate you or give you a hard time, but I just to me it just seemed like common sense. Like, do you wear a seatbelt in the car? Yes. Like, should you carry a condom in your wallet? Yes. Right? I guess, dude. I thought that just when you would tell me those things, like, you never know what's going to happen. I just thought, like, no way. You know? It's funny, though, when I when I got older, though, I kind of started thinking, like, maybe he wasn't so bad. Or not so bad, so wrong about that. Yeah. No, I mean, really, it wasn't, It was. I wasn't trying to embarrass you or humiliate you. I was just like, dude, let's, like, why not? Like, I, I think I was even, like, you might not use it for two, three, four, five years. So what? You have it. In case you need it, you have it. And not that I, like, you know, took the horny housewife. That was just an example. Not that I thought that was really going to happen. But it's like, mm-hmm. you just never know. You know, you might have a female friend and mm-hmm. you, you don't think anything's ever going to happen. And next thing you know, she's back in the bedroom. And, you know, next thing you know, like. Yeah. Making sweet ooh, music. There it is. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> making sweet music. Making sweet, making the beast with two backs, you know? Well, dude, like, and the whole reason, like, that happened at the library is, like, I had taken it out. It's like, I noticed you had been putting it in my wallet. So I thought I took it out. And that, that like, kind of doubly surprised me. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You know, I know that fucker's been trying to, like, have me put condoms in my wallet, but I thought I was, like, being good about, like, just, like, taking them out, trying to outsmart you. Well, yeah, the I one think time, like <laughs> <laughs> the one time well, I did it is when this happened. Well, because like the night or two before this happened, I saw your wallet out and I was just like, oh, and I just checked and it's like, oh, he took that condom out. So I was like, I'll do him a favor. I'll put it back in. And so I just quietly put it back in thinking, you know, like really like just having your back really. And then, you know, I kind of forgot about it because you would always keep your wallet out on that like kind of TV stand that like grandma's old radio slash TV like console that didn't work. And we just put the regular TV on top of that, I think. Right. So, you know, I slipped in the condom and then forgot about it. And I just came home from, I I believe I was in college. I was at Phoenix college, my first or second year. (sighs) 
And I came home and then my dad was looking at us and he's like, son. I was like, what? And he's like, your brother feels really bad. I said, about what? Like, I really wasn't putting two and two together. It's like, he came home more upset than I've ever seen him. He was at the library trying to check out books from somebody he knew. And in the condom that you must have put in his wallet dropped out. You should go back there and apologize to him. And I, I felt bad. I was like, oh, man. So, yeah. So I went back to him and was like, dude, I'm sorry. And I don't think you were really having it. You're like, dude, what? I don't even know. I, I just, you, I don't, I don't remember. Do you remember me coming back to your room and being like, dude, I'm sorry, or no? Kinda, yeah. I don't remember like what I said to you. I just know I was really pissed for a little yeah, while. You were really yeah. upset. Yeah. So I never did put another condom in your wallet again. Yeah. It turned out well because that never really happened with the housewives. <laughs> so. Well, is that, or is that the way though, like in an ideal world, wouldn't the story ended like, Hey, you know what, dude, you were so right about the housewives. It was actually hard to get from point A to point B in our neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah. It's funny though, dude, I would like walk around our neighborhood and just like see like random women housewives out on their porches and be like, man, that idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) But like I said later, I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of see what he means. Yeah, exactly. Like, once you've been around the block, literally and figuratively, a few mm-hmm. times, you're like, it's a crazy world, man. You don't know what's going to happen. So you might as well just be prepared for all possibilities. That's that's my thing. I mean, yeah, weirder shit definitely has happened. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Here we are like 30 years later kind of admitting like, not that I was right, but that I wasn't 100% wrong on that one. Not wrong in principle, but wrong in violating my autonomy. (laughs) Right? I guess. I don't know. I I think, though, like, out of all the ones, like, yes, I shouldn't have done that, but my heart really was in the best place. All right. And, I mean, really, what did it? I mean, okay, it was super embarrassing, but it's not like your penis fell out or like a vibrator <laughs> fell out. Like, okay, a condom, a young man had a condom in his in his wallet, like BFD. You know what I mean? Plus, this is like before they had a cure for AIDS and stuff. So, if anything, I probably should have gotten some kind of like Big Brother of the Year award. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And later, I kind of wondered if that chick at the library was like kind of secretly like impressed with me or like... Like, ooh, that guy's ready for action. Yeah. Maybe. Never know. Do you actually, do you go to the library much anymore? The Phoenix one? Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. I, I just wondered. No, I mean... Because yeah, like, you never know. She might be, you know, newly... a. a divorcee with a lot of time on her hands who's like reading Gabriel's Inferno by herself at night and you know she'd be like ooh wow you've really grown up oh I've I've thought about you a lot (laughs) you'd be like oh really I'm I'm actually on the market again like oh do you want to help me move my refrigerator Oh, what? man. I was going to say, dude, like, who knows? It could come full circle and she could be the horny housewife now. Exactly, man. And that little seed that was planted so long ago could, like, that could be your new family. 
<laughs> you never know. Well, it was like dad's story that he liked to tell that I've actually looked up to see if he made it up or just memory. Do you, do you remember this story? He's like, you know, son, there was a guy who was like dying of thirst in the desert and this horse came along and he got on the horse and he's like, oh, my good luck. But then... He, the horse took him back to his farm and he, it was his favorite horse and it helped him plow the fields. But then there was a war and the soldiers saw, wow, this guy's really good on a horse. Why don't you join our army? And then the guy was like, oh, maybe this, maybe that horse finding me wasn't such a good idea. But then he was glorious. He won glorious battles on the horse and he thought to himself, oh, finding that horse really was a great stroke of luck. But then he died on the horse, like under machine gun fire while charging a you know, machine gun nest. And his last thought was, damn, that horse to hell forever. And the moral of the story, son, is you don't know some, whether something is good or bad until the very end. Did you, did you, do you know, have you heard that story? I, don't think I thought I've about that story that. a lot before. No, I don't think I've ever heard that story before. Okay. But it's actually kind of true. Like you can find yeah. something like, oh my God, I won the lottery. I'm so, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Right. And then that might lead to the dissolution of your family or, you know, you might be like one of those lottery winners who like overdose or get killed by a family member who's jealous or whatever the heck. And, you know, so anyways. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. that, that condom might be your horse. That's my point. <laughs> Since it Especially was, if it was a Trojan. Tr- yeah, it's just going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So, dude, any more thoughts on... Sorry, Jesse. Well, dude, I was thinking, you know, for today, and um, how do you feel about reparations? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually amazingly timely. Well, what would you see the reparations as? Like, what would be some good reparations? Mm, financial reparations are always good. How much? Mm, I don't know. We can talk about that. All right. If it's a reasonable amount, like under a hundred dollars, then yes, uh, reparations. I was thinking more like a thousand, but okay. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> folks, you heard it. Heard it here first. I am willing, in in principle, to pay reparations for the sins of my past. You know, it, well, thank you. But in all seriousness, um, I, I kind of want to say, what were you thinking? But you told me, like, did you learn a lesson from this? Or like, I mean, <laughs> what the hell was going on in your mind? With which one? All of them. Like, obviously, you've thought about it some. Well, the first one. I learned a lesson, but it was the wrong lesson. The, the first one, the lesson was crime pays because Jesse's a gangsta, and even if he gets caught, he's not going to say anything. The second one, I learned a lesson. So the first one, I got the wrong lesson from, and probably if I wouldn't have gotten the wrong lesson, then I probably wouldn't have done the second one because I was like, okay, you know, worst case scenario, <laughs> you know, just spends a little time down at the PD and you know, we're all good. It'll be like our, uh, our ritual every three or four years. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second one. Yeah. I mean, that was just like that. Yeah. Identity, that identity fraud is a much bigger deal than I thought it was. And that like, you know, if you just do things the right way in the long run, it's actually easier than like trying to like basically, yeah, I would say, especially the second one, like just do things the right way and it'll actually be easier in the long run than trying to be all like 
outsmart. You know, grandma always used to tell me when I was a kid, Grandma Connors, she would always be like, you know, one of these days you're going to outsmart yourself. And she was right. And it's funny because I say that to my kids sometimes. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's pretty slick. But guess what? Like in the long run, just kind of doing what you're supposed to do and doing what's in front of you is actually easier and less stressful and more like, you know, it is better for you as a person than trying to be all like slick Rick get you know get rich quick or like yeah so I would say the second one especially I learned a pretty good lesson from the third one um yeah well you still think you're right about that one well you know I mean let's put it like this do you think that maybe you were wrong to so to have such such a blanket no. such a blanket refusal don't you think you should have been like hmm okay I don't think like it's gonna happen with the housewives but you know what yeah we're living in a time of AIDS I'm of age of sexual maturity you know what like maybe not keep it in my wallet but maybe maybe my big brother has a point maybe he's I mean well, do you see how maybe you weren't 100% in the right on that one well I like how you're trying to do this revisionist history because maybe if you would have said all that I would have thought differently but with you all I remember you saying is just about the horny housewives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe if you would have tried to be like a little more serious and kind of like what you just said, I would have been like, oh, maybe he does have a point. Well, that is like this just... crazy idea that like somebody's going to ask me to like help them open a can of pickles and then want to see well, my pickle. I was... Well, okay. So... Jesus used parables <laughs> and simple stories God. to get his point across. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to use colorful language and simple stories and simple parables for what could happen. I mean, I guess I could have dove into like the AIDS epidemic with you, but I just thought like like I was just trying to make the point in my in my yes, admittedly colorful way that you never know what's going to happen, so like what's it going to hurt? I see. So honestly, the first two, like definitely my fault. The third one. And plus, you know what? Here's another thing. If you just would have kept the condom in your wallet and known it was there, then you wouldn't have opened your wallet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, huh? it was my fault. I, I, well, I did feel super bad. But if you just would have accepted like, okay, okay, I'll keep a condom in my wallet to keep this nut off my back. Because, yeah, you know what? He's right. You never know what's going to happen in this crazy world. I'll just keep a condom in my wallet. Probably never use it or won't use it for a while. But that's okay. He's right. Like, maybe maybe I'll give it to a friend who's who needs it or, or whatever the heck. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the hell? <laughs> Give it to a friend? Well, like, what if you have a friend who's like, dude, I'm going to go, like, have sex. And, like, oh, well, hey, you know what? My big brother, in his wisdom, thinks, you know, knows that you should protect yourself from STDs and, you know, unwanted pregnancy. And, you know, in his beneficence, he has granted me this condom that I carry in my wallet for just such emergencies. So here you go. Next time you see my brother, please be sure to thank him for his farsightedness. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I'm just saying you, you, you know, the last one we could have met in the middle, like the first two, definitely my fault. I'll totally buy it. Mm-hmm. Just me being stupid and lazy. Yeah. The third one, I, my heart was in the right place. I think my point 30 years later still stands 35 years later, whatever. And you could have kind of met me in the middle on that one. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I 
I get your point now, but I still don't think you should have been putting crap in my wallet without my knowledge. Okay. That's all. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. So I shouldn't have like gone behind. I right. kept trying to make my point and not gone behind your back to put something in your wallet that you didn't know was there. Right. Okay, that's fair. And if you had to do it all over again, what would you have done differently? <laughs> <laughs> about that one? Yeah, about that one. Um... God, Josh. Um, maybe tried to have been able to think about it differently than just mm-hmm. some like crazy, like cartoonish, like horny housewife thing. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> tried to think of a more practical reason I might need it. Mm-hmm. That's all. But okay. I mean, I wouldn't say it's 50 50 at all. <laughs> but okay, I can tell this one is still. We can not resolve. Okay. No, I, I'd say it was 70, 30, 70% my fault, 30% your fault. Can you buy that? Mm, honestly, I was thinking more like 85, 15, 80, 20 at the best. Okay. Well, let's just agree to disagree on that one. Cause yeah, let's again, my heart was in the right place. It was the time of AIDS. You were like of the age where stuff starts happening. I think you were a sophomore in high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So guess. So anyways, I am sorry, especially for the first two and you're right. I could have handled the third one a lot better. Well, that's kind of a um, equivocal apology, Josh. But I mean, it's true. It's, wait, I thought we were on the same page here. You're right. Like it was a little bit more your fault, the third one, than all the other ones. Well, I mean, but I'm still. I'm sorry for violating your autonomy while trying to keep you safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for violating your autonomy to try to keep you from dying a horrible death of AIDS. How's that? Yeah. I mean, couldn't the first two, some blame be on me too? Especially the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess especially the first one. But we were all kind of on the same page where like crime did pay for us. Yeah. And we, we had the time of our, you know, we stole Dungeons and Dragons books and whatever snacks we wanted. And, you know, it was kind of like pre-video game times. But, you know, we basically supplied ourselves with like the entertainment and snacks that we wanted. So I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, I, I guess. But just that was the mindset. And you didn't think it'd be a big deal. I didn't think it'd be a big deal. No, I you know you probably thought worst that worst that would happen is the guy would like yell at you for a while and take yeah. the coke back and so anyways i didn't think i'd get a hilarious punishment out of it yeah like read the bible and then when mom and i came back from the mall you were just riding a bike around in, the, in that little driveway because we lived remember like that that girl Rhonda. Mm-hmm. We, we lived like above the dry cleaners i think right across from the elementary school yeah and then, yeah you were riding your bicycle around in the driveway so so the punishment didn't stick and mom was all mad and I think we both just thought it was super funny right right all right man any any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up no um how about you nope I think we're good any do you want to end it with an apology I did. I'm very sorry for the okay. first two. And I'm sorry for having your, for violating your autonomy on the third one. But my heart was in the right place. Okay, I'll take it. All right. So sorry, Jesse. How's that? Okay. You're forgiven. Okay. 
All right. Thank you. Okay. And with that, we're going to sign off. Thank you for listening. If you have any similar stories to share, uh, please write us at the link below and we'll, we might read them on the air or write you back and ask you to tell us a little more and maybe even give you a call. So thanks for listening to another episode of Two Brothers, One Dad, Dead. Thanks, Jay Bear. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Bye. Bye.